drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on? Monday, the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Um, I'm recording kind of in a rush here as well as I don't have my normal gadgets with me. So definitely wanted just to turn on the mic here and talk some fantasy football with you guys. Uh, Make sure I get you that uh, fantasy show. And, uh, man, there's so much to talk about. We're uh, halfway through the NFL season, probably nearing two-thirds of the way through the fantasy season. This is the first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Ups and downs. The ups and downs of the NFL schedule. Now, again, you guys know I do the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So we got everybody in Detroit here going nuts because the Lions are 3-4-1. They lost 4-5, out of I believe. You know, everybody is in the playoffs. This team's terrible. Look at the draft. All this stuff, right? Well, my thing is, every NFL season, just like every NFL game, has ebbs and flows. Ups and downs, you know, you go on a hot streak, you lose a bunch. You, That's why most teams end up with 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven is kind of the bar. 10 wins get you, get you in the playoffs most years. And I think the same is true with fantasy football. You know, you might start out, win two or three, and then you're going to drop a few. You know, the the biggest thing, and it kind of goes to my show, I think it was last week where I talked about uh, hanging in there with guys. You know, not uh, not just cutting bait on top elite talents or getting so frustrated with the guy that you just, you know, boot him out of off your team because he, he's doing bad. You know, I, I definitely subscribe to the up-down theory in the NFL as well as, you know, it doesn't really even matter the depth of your league. Like, you just have to hang in there, not only with these injuries and with players, you know, not playing the way you hoped, but, hey, you might lose a few games in a row in fantasy football. It does not mean your season's over. So, to give you guys an example of that, I have, like, eight main leagues that I do. These are leagues that, you know, I I pretty much care about. I want to win, you know, a few throw-in leagues. Like, I always talk about work and other places where you don't really care. You're just doing it to do it. But my top eight leagues, you know, let me give you a rundown of how I've done this year. I kind of charted just to see where I was at weekly. I like to sort of keep tabs on it, but again, I don't go crazy with it. So week one, you know, out of my eight leagues, I was six and two, you know, definitely not bad. Got off to a good week. I remember Sammy Watkins went crazy and uh, that really helped me. So after week one, I was feeling good. Week two, five and three. So I dropped a game, you know. I wasn't feeling as good even five and three you know for me it's like ah it's not really a great week even though you're definitely above 500 and and whatnot it's kind of still feels below below where I need to be uh week three I was five and three as well week four five and three so right now you know even though every week I'd love to go eight no you know it's really an impossibility especially when you're in so many leagues you got players playing against each other You've got all this craziness going on across all your different platforms and leagues. So, 
it's very rare that you're going to go 8 and 0 or 7 and 1. So the first 4 weeks, basically 5 and 3 with one 6 and 2 week. I feel pretty good about that, you know, overall. That's kind of like, you know, I probably hadn't had many injuries at that point. I was kind of rolling along, probably putting in some good lineups, you know, whatever it takes to get W's. Then I come to week 5 and I got a, I got a real tough week. I go 3 4 and 1, you know, really flip the script there where um you know, I got a tie in there as well as just not even being 500 and below 500. So right then, you know, you could be saying, oh, here it goes. You know, my team is going to just fall apart. You know, there's a certain person on the Kool-Aid cast that likes to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't do that. I kind of would look at those first four weeks and say like, hey, you still got good teams across the board. You know, you got to manage these injuries and sort of figure out what you're doing. I might even had some bye weeks there in week week five. But uh, three, four, and one is not good. Week six, you know, I came in six and two again. So I jumped up to where I was in week one. So went from three, four, and one. Could have been down in the dumps. Could have been thinking I'm going to go on a losing streak. I bounce right back and get six and two. Uh, feeling good again, you know, like, man, that was just about as good as week one. Like, probably had some people just absolutely drop bombs. I know I was giving Hughes crap because he had called out Stefan Diggs and I think weeks four through six he blew up you know and had those huge weeks 120 plus and a touch most of those weeks and uh who else has been doing well for me in those weeks you know I've been having I've mostly been like Stefan Diggs helped me win a few weeks you know Brandon Cooks had a week in there where he helped me uh Zeke Elliott's really been helping me in a couple weeks just uh once he got up and rolling he's been pretty solid almost every week with a Hundy and a touchdown that always helps me in my leagues where we have bonuses at 100 yards and you got to get in the end zone get those touchdowns so six and two feeling good again week six probably at the that's probably the quarter pole or kind of moving towards halfway through the fantasy season then in week seven I get knocked back down I get knocked down hard two and six out of my eight leagues really I only won two of my leagues out of eight Oh my goodness, that's embarrassing. That's terrible. Uh, but it is what it is, right? So I'm trying to say, well, a couple weeks ago I was bad, and then I bounced right back. Well, I sure didn't in week eight when I went three and five. Um, you know, three and five, again, not acceptable. Pretty tough. Now, this is, like I say, towards the back stretch of the fantasy season. If you're in a lot of leagues, you got to sort of you know, be on top of those waivers, adjustments, you know, it is not hard, not easy, I should say, to manage eight leagues. You're trying to be on top of it. But again, this is in my life, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to have fun with football and be competitive with buddies and friends and, and people at work and whatnot. So, you know, that's where I was at at week eight, week nine, you know, again, I feel like I've had a pretty good week in week nine so far. I feel like, you know, I'm going to rack up, I'll probably end up in that five and three range, you know, um, somewhere in there. And, uh, there's a few leagues I really need the W's. This is where I'm really starting to narrow my focus and say, like, you can already see I was up, then I was down, then I was up and then I was down and now I'm down. I need to start coming back up in some of these leagues because it's getting close to playoff time. And there's probably three or four out of the eight that I got circled in red pen where I need W's. I need to get it together. I need to make some acquisitions, whatever it takes to sort of get in the playoffs. Maybe a couple of leagues you win the league. You know, if you win the league in the regular season, that's always a great thing. Not only for bragging rights, but for other reasons. Um, so I'm trying to do that for sure. And probably got about three, we usually end around week 12, 13 is when you're getting in the playoffs. So 
another three, four weeks, you know, at max, and uh, got to make this push. So I feel pretty good about this week. Uh, big, big one on Monday Night Football, which I'll talk about at the end of the show here. Um, and yeah, I just want to talk to you guys about ups and downs. You know, again, you, you always hear Matt Stafford or these quarterbacks saying one game at a time, you know, we, uh, we can just play the next game in a weird way. You've got sort of got to take the similar approach with fantasy. You try to win that week. If you don't, you know, there's really nothing you can do about it, except try to go make your roster better, try to make better decisions and go get it next week. So, you know, deal with the ups and downs. Don't get too high if you're if you're rolling along, you know, <clears throat> Hughes and like 8-0 in one of our leagues. He keeps telling me how he's going to go undefeated. I'm kind of like, easy fella. You know, it's all about depth. You've been pretty lucky with injuries. Um, but I do that too. You know, you start ripping off four, five, six in a row. You're thinking, oh man, I'm rolling. Nobody can beat me. And then sure enough, you know, you'll either have injuries, you'll have really good players. I think this week, in one of the leagues that I lost this week here in week nine, I had Allen Robinson, Stefan Diggs, and Christian Kirk. I'm thinking, man, those are three decent receivers in this league because you got to have guys that get volume, they're out there, they catch it, they can run, kind of do all that stuff. These guys put up like a combined, like one catch a piece, I think, and, and none of them totally even 10 yards receiving, like... How does that happen? I'll never know. But uh, like I say, you get smacked down pretty quick in fantasy football. But uh, like I say, you know, if you lose some, you know, as long as you get that roster together and don't go to sleep or quit on it, you should be able to bounce back. And if you're up high, you know, you both got to hang on and you don't want to think you're unbeatable because you can definitely lose some quick. So um, deal with those those ups and downs. Before we get to the break, I, I know I've said I was going to talk about Detroit Kool-Aid Cast League a little bit. And I kind of just barely talked about it. So I want to, let's see here how I can do this. Give some people some props as well as talk about it a little more before we hit a break. The Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League is on ESPN. We started it right before this year. Kind of just threw the scoring and, and whatever together. I mean, again... Some of my buddies and people are like, oh, man, you better do well in this league or, you know, <laughs> you're not going to look good. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I just love talking fantasy football. I'm trying to compete like everybody else, but I'm not perfect. So, you know, drafted as best I could, you know, I went against my own strategy, which probably was not that smart. But as we're getting towards the back half of Detroit Kool-Aid Cast League, give some props. So it hurts my soul. It really does. To have go pack go at seven and one that's justin he's in a few of my other leagues he's a good dude i think he said he put that i can't remember if he is a packer fan or if he just put it because he knew it's the detroit kool-aid cast league and he's trying to be the uh the heel uh out of the group uh here and get everybody upset but uh, he's up at the top of my division we got the ab couch coach that's uh that's Aaron, real good dude on Twitter. Um, always fun to talk football with him and, and good guy. He he's giving me crap about beating me. He did beat me when we went head up. I did have a million bye weeks, but I, I really can't say too many excuses because my team is either hurt or just playing terrible, and I'm pretty embarrassed by it. The uh, third team in my division. So those guys are both seven and one that I just mentioned. The next one down, haha, is at five and three. Um, Haha's Arthur, another good guy on Twitter, knows his football, knows what he's doing. He's putting together a pretty decent year, five and three. Definitely a drop off from those first two teams to uh, Haha and then Team Conrad. Again, Big Hughes's favorite caller on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, Conrad Conrad from Huntsville. Um, you know he's at five and three as well. 
and there's another team and me stuck there at four and four, which again, like I say, I'm really embarrassed by four and four and I'm, gosh, I'm getting totally beat down this week. So that's going to end up four and five, I believe. So not, not looking good for the fantasy football flavor uh, team on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, the fantasy league, the other side of the divisions. Again, this is a 20 team league, super deep, um, super deep rosters. So you um you can't mess around you know you can't uh, have a thin thin team there's nobody on the waiver wires to help you too much so um, i'm happy to say the detroit lions team name leads the other division at seven and one give him a shout out by his name here that's jamie g-a-m-y so good work there my friend we've got uh, the dkcq master which everybody knows that's frank Ribble, the guy that I've been coaching up in fantasy football. I told him you got to work that cue when you're drafting. You got to be on top of things. He's always sending me questions, this, that, and the other. I try to keep up with him, um, but he's much more on Twitter more often than me. I try to give him some tips. Don't overthink it, Frank. Trade Frank and get those three for one. You know, Frank, don't trade your studs. What are you thinking? And then, uh, you know, he either listens to me or he doesn't, but he's doing well also. Six and two. We've got Indianapolis uh, quick here. They're at five and three. Let me get the name on that one. Indianapolis. Who do we got here? Just give me a moment. I want to give him a shout out here on the show. This is Jared. Uh, Jared, another real good guy on Twitter. A guy that uh, always has a strong take. Me and him go back and forth sometimes if we don't agree. He's a... Uh, trying to justify his his opinion on a player or on something going on with the Lions or I'm going back at him. You know, always in good fun, always in good spirits, but, uh, you know, two guys that love football and, and love to try to win the argument, you know, I would say. But uh, Jared's doing doing well, third place there, five and three, so shout out to him. And uh, everybody else is kind of bunched up there in the middle. We got three teams at four and four. So uh, those are the st- <coughs> excuse me, those are the standings heading into the week. And like I said, I know I'm getting beat down. Let's look at uh, let's look at Team Conrad, my buddy Hughes, and we'll check out Frank Ribble's squad and see if they're getting a W this week or not. Go over here to the scoreboard. Go down, see what we got. We got Team Conrad going against AB Couch Coach. That's a heck of a matchup. Big big Eastern Division matchup. And uh, yeah, that's going to be AB Couch Coach. Team Conrad's going to take an L. He's got uh, one guy left. The other guy's got one guy, but Aaron's projected at 103. Team Conrad not even creeping over 90 on the projections for ESPN. So that's going to be a L for the big Hughes. And I, I try to root for the guy. Me and him always say we want to meet in the finals of every league that we do. But it does bring me a little joy when he takes L's, i got to admit it. Um, let's, let's see here. we got the DKCQ Master. That's Frank. Oh, Frank Ribble in another dogfight. He's got... Uh, He's got one player. The other guy's got nobody. So all he needs is, you know, five points from that player that he's got going. And uh, But it only has him projected to go up to 98. And the other team has 96.5. I'm intrigued now. Let's see who he's got going. Let's see if he can get this Dubsky. So Ribble is, is playing again. This is a deep league, mind you. And... Ribble's the guy that just 
takes the guy who did good the week before and wants to run him out there thinking he's going to do well again. So he's still living off that Darius Slayton uh, two catches that he had at Ford Field there. He's got Darius Slayton tonight on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, like you say, he needs probably you know, a handful of points there. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get it. I, I'm not a huge Darius Slayton fan. I know he had some buzz in the draft. But uh, I wouldn't be hanging my hat on him. But, again, it's such a deep league. He's probably doing all he can to manage some bye weeks and get by there. But uh, I don't know, Ribble. I think you'll probably squeak it out, and then you'll 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 talk smack on Twitter about it. But it's going to be close. And uh, always fun to look at the top scores. So, so the Q Masters here got 24 biggies out of uh, Matthew Stafford, which is always great to see. He somehow played uh, Pascal for the Indianapolis Colts, who shows up once every blue moon like Pierre Garçon used to. He dropped 15 and a half for him. And you've got uh, Big Mike Williams finally decided to show up a little bit too with uh, 12 and a half. And Ribbled hanging in there with uh, Mike Evans going off for 30 again. Mike Evans always puts up some huge stat lines. So. Wanted to give the people some pub on the DKC, uh, you know, fantasy league. I know if you're not in this league, you're probably halfway tuning out on me. But, you know, it's a fun league we do here for the podcast. And I love getting to know you guys. I love joking around. Um, You know, at times I get kind of inundated with all the different leagues. As I said, eight big leagues that I'm doing. But definitely trying to keep up. And my team's sort of in the tank. But I try to put a good roster out every week and see what happens. So, you know. Um, good stuff there. Everybody keep it up. You know, we'll, we'll tweak this league. We'll make it better next year. We hope most people, if not all come back and, uh, we'd also love to get more listeners involved too, either on this or calling into the Kool-Aid cast listener line. Um, we, we love it when you do that. You can also text into that line. Um, gosh, what is it? What is the number? Griffka usually does the number for me. Um, 989-272. 3484 if you want to send us something about the Lions fantasy football or call in and rant and rave and make us laugh you could do that and uh, on Twitter I'm at Derek Okri D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E so hit me up there let's uh let's take a quick break I'm going to come back and I want to tell you guys about Monday Night Football we'll talk a little bit about the game tonight and if you got a few guys going or if you're on the fringe try to help you there as well as my Monday Night Football strategies that I have that I bet nobody pays attention to but these are things I actually try to do to uh, tweak my leagues tweak my rosters and try to help me not only on Monday Night Football but uh, that next week after so I'll tell you a little bit about that and we'll take a quick peek at my Detroit Lions which is a super deep 32 team 53-man roster um, where it's built just like the NFL. I'll tell you where my Detroit Lions are at in regards to roster and how I'm doing in that league. So everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, back back in the house. Thank you for listening and supporting our sponsors. Now, before the break, I told you I want to talk about Monday Night Football. Now, there's nothing more nerve-wracking, nothing more difficult than, you know, you've got a guy going on Monday night, the other guy's got a Monday night football player, the score is close, you're sitting there knowing that uh, it all comes down if your guy shows up or not. And I've got that situation tonight in a big league that I do. So, um, I, I got Saquon, the other guy's got Zeke, um... Who else? I think, and he's got a defensive player. So he's got two, I got one, but basically it's Zeke head up versus Saquon. So, you know, not too much you can do in that situation. You know, uh, the chips are on the table. I've got the lead, I think, by about 15 points. So Zeke's really going to have to show a big to beat me. And I would hope that Saquon can uh, can do work and uh, get me this dub because I really need it. But, uh, you know, it should be a good game. I'm, I always look forward to watching the Cowboys. They always have big-name players and big-time, big, big time, prime-time type guys that I like to watch. Shout-out to my boy Chuck, who uh, kind of started the fantasy show with me here. I know he's going to be going to the Lions-Cowboy game at Ford Field with my tickets. Uh, I was able to get him those tickets because I know he loves his Cowboys and uh, be able to watch that, watch that big Lions dub against his uh, his Cowboys when they visit Detroit. So that should be good. But, uh, yeah, I always like watching them. I'm a fan of Zeke, Dak. I like Amari Cooper a lot. You know, um, they're, they're just always an interesting team to watch. Michael Gallup's a guy I really liked in the draft process. I think he's coming, coming into his own for sure. So that should be interesting. Saquon um, is a guy that, I mean, gosh, you know, he's on such a terrible team, but he's got everything you could ever want a running back. He's got incredible character. I just was super happy to add him where I could, you know, coming out as a rookie. He's pretty much impossible to get his hands on now if you don't have money in your teams. Again, really need this dub. This is like probably my, my top league. I'm the double champ, the double defending champ in this league, and I'm scraping and crawling trying to get in the playoffs so I can defend my crown, and if I could win tonight, that would really make a huge difference. So we'll see how those guys do. I mean, I'm expecting Saquon to probably churn out, gosh, I'd probably say a good day on the low end, but probably be like 60 and a touch on the high end. You know, I'd love him to get, you know, 110, 120 in a TD. You know, I, I don't see him scoring more than that just because of kind of their overall team as well as Dallas being a pretty good pretty good defense. When you're looking at Zeke, you know, I, I could see him really eating against the, uh, against the Giants there. I think that Dak, you know, is due for a good game. The whole up-down, he's really been kind of, was really doing incredible in the beginning of the year, and now he's really sort of taking a step back and falling off. So I could see Dak blowing up tonight with you know, throwing the deep ball, you know, accurate, running the football. That's why I really like him as a quarterback because he can get you those rushing touchdowns. He can get you, um, you know, rushing yards on the ground as well as, you know, when he's really on, he chucks it and he they dial up some of those plays. He's a he's a top-level quarterback, you know, when he really has it going. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he does tonight. I have him in a league or two, so be watching him as well. But here, here's my quick strategy for Monday Night Football. Again, most people 
don't do this kind of crap, but I, I do it from time to time, and I wish I could do it tonight, but I kind of messed up myself with so many leagues across the board. So let's say you're, you're going into Sunday's games, and you're looking over, you know, you're kind of saying, all right, this is going to be a close, close matchup, or you don't know how it's going to go against your team. If there's a guy that you can drop, you know, maybe because you're just not going to play him that week, and open up a roster spot. Sometimes it's curious to do that, leaving yourself the ability to maybe pick up um, somebody sneaky, you know, that might be on the waiver wire, might be available for Monday Night Football. Kind of gets you ahead of the waiver wire as well as let you dump a guy that you're not going to play, isn't going to impact your starters. So that's always something to think about. Some of the deeper leagues I do, you know, like this week, again, not to talk all about my squads, but I've kind of been doing that here on the show. Um, you know, we have individual defensive players. So you can start a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a corner in this league. So I actually dropped Jalen Ramsey earlier in the week because I wanted to grab Josh Gordon, which I did. You know, raise he got signed by the uh, Seahawks. But what I didn't do is I didn't look. Sometimes, like I say, you're trying to look over all these leagues. I know some people use my fantasy league, other websites to keep track of all this stuff. I didn't remember that I had had to pick up uh, Prater to cover Justin Tucker's bye week. And so I got Matt Prater sitting on the bench. I could have kept Jalen Ramsey, played him. Then I would have had Ramsey and Saquon versus, you know, Zeke. And I think the other guys got Demarcus Lawrence. I would have felt a lot better about that just because, you know, Ramsey's going to get some tackles. He's probably due for a pick here or a big play. Um, I wouldn't have kept him. He's on a he's on a buy, right? So I would have still I would have just got rid of Prater and picked up another corner. I could have picked up Peppas tonight uh, for the Giants. He's always good for some tackles and maybe a big play. I think he's even returning kicks still. So if that comes back to bite me, I'm gonna be livid. But the thing with Monday Night Football is if there is a really weak spot, like again that was a kicker. So like in that situation, I'm not gonna keep two kickers. So I could have cut Prater watch to see how my matchup went and right now we're projected to tie uh the saquon versus zeke we're projected both at 167 points which i swear to if it ends in a tie i'll be livid but had i known that and like cut prater and maybe just waited it out didn't add anybody i could have added either somebody that's on a bye week that's free or i could have added a guy on the giants or cowboys that's free it's just a little trick that you sometimes want to watch because there's nothing worse than hanging on to a guy who you know isn't going to play for you that week isn't going to play for you coming up the other trick i do sometimes is let's say you got a guy that's on the fringe of should he be on your roster should you cut him and you look at his schedule and the guy is has a bye week here in week 10 that's a definite cut heading into the weekend, you know, if, if you're on the fringe there. Cut the guy loose, you know, you don't want to eat that bye week and pick up another guy. You know, another waiver player, just another way to get another guy on your roster. Like, let's say you're in a deeper league and, and Slayton was out there, like Ribble, and, and you like Slayton. You could probably get rid of that fringe player, pick up Slayton here on the slide before we get to Monday night. And then if he has a great game, then you don't have to go bid for him on uh, Tuesday or whenever you do waiver wires, right? It's just a little way to manipulate the rosters and sort of cut a guy, which again, I talked about in a previous show, like nobody can pick him up, so he's not going to hurt you. You can cut him, he's not going to hurt you, and but you can pick up a guy that uh, may help you in the future as well as get you around some bye week dead spots, as I call them. So something to think about, you know, the Monday Night Football game is always interesting as well as some of that strategy. 
So let's take a quick look at my Detroit Lions squad here. I'm just going to run through this where my starting lineup is, and I'll give you my bench, and you guys can sort of see where um, my team has evolved, you know, where my weak spots are, things like that. So these are my starting lineup, and again, this is a 32-team uh, league. 53 men per team, <laughs> so there's no room for error. There's nobody on the waivers, nobody worth a dang. And we built these teams starting in 2018. So the roster was the exact Lions roster as it was in 2018. Here we are in 2019. So I've had a year and some change to sort of draft and, and, uh, and manipulate my roster. So you see a lot of different names on this team than on the actual Lions. But like I say, it's pretty dang close, and it's also a salary league. So all these guys have to be paid under the NFL salary. You really have to work your roster, your salary, as well as just trying to find diamonds in the rough. So I got Matt Stafford still as my main quarterback. He's been blowing up this year. Unfortunately, I've got to start Nick Bodden because uh, we got some running back injury issues as well as I had Joe Mixon on a bye who I picked up uh, soon after we started this league via trade. I also had to play Trey Edmonds at running back who was a really deep pull that I got uh, in our free agency this year. And uh, he had done nothing, but thank goodness all the Steelers were hurt at this point. So he actually put up 70 yards for me, which was crazy. So I'll take it. Got Kenny Galladay. Um, in my receiver slot, he's been an absolute beast this year. Cordero Patterson. Odell Beckham, who was a big trade, who has not shown up for me. Just really hurting me on a whole bunch of leagues. Uh, get it together, Odell. We got Charles Clay. Another bumski at tight end. But I got Darren Waller, who was a deep pull that I got in free agency. He's turned out to be an absolute beast. Top of the line, top, probably what, top eight, top five type tight end. Got him locked up for four years, I believe. So that's going to be big for my team. Uh, brought in Keelan Doss. He was a guy I liked when I watched Hard Knocks. I liked him in the draft process. I thought he's kind of like the poor man's, kind of like a poor man's Keenan Allen to him. If you not only in looks, but if you watch him on the field, that's kind of what I see. Now he got cut. He came back. He had a few games. I think he's kind of not been playing or not been getting the football here recently. So just running him out there is another flyer. I did uh, put Preston Williams in my lineup this week due to injury, and he he had a really good week. I think he scored two touchdowns. I'm not sure if he got over 100 yards, but uh, he also injured himself. So did Preston Williams not? I'm pretty sure he scored a couple TDs, but um, I'm not seeing it here. Anyway, um, he, he's a good football player. You know, he's got some substance issues that may come back to creep up, but uh, he's been a good football player. I think I did read today. He's out for the year, though. Matt Prater's my kicker. And then we go to our defense. We got 11 team defense as well in this league. So Christian Wilkins is my big draft pick. I know he had a sack this week. That was good to see. Deshaun Hand, I just got him back in the lineup. He went out with another injury. That's really going to hurt the Lions as well as hurt my Lions here. I got Jared Davis at linebacker, Devon Kennard. Uh, Ronald Darby, I ran out there at corner. I think he's getting back to his form. And then uh, I got Quandre Diggs, who I don't think played again for Seattle, but I didn't have many other good options. I got Jimmy Ward at safety, who's been a nice addition to my squad there. Charles Amenehue, who's a guy that I picked up in our rookie draft real late, was able to plug him in recently. He's kind of been getting some play here and there for Houston. Minka Fitzpatrick got him via trade. He's been crazy good. 
probably what gosh, I think he has three or five interceptions this year, and he took one back to the house this week. That was huge. Christian Jones um, playing at linebacker, and Cleo Mack. I also made a blockbuster trade for I got Cleo Mack. So that's kind of my starting lineup. Again, obviously some really bums there, some guys with big misses, as well as a lot of guys that uh, you can hang your hat on on such a deep league like this. You know, If I'm firing on all cylinders, I should be able to put up points. So this is my bench. David Fails at, at quarterback. He's a backup for the Jets now. Devin Azigbo, who I was excited about but really hasn't done anything this year as a rookie. Alex Collins I just picked up as a total flyer. I heard he's recovered from his leg injury in the league. I think either reinstated him or just uh, put him on some type of probation. So, again, this league you're just digging for anything at running back. So I just grabbed him in case. Theo Riddick, who I'm hoping will get back out there. He's He was out with the injury, should be back, but Denver is still not even practicing him from what I've read. Joe Mixon was on a bye week. Carryon Johnson is out basically for the year, so that's killed me from running back perspective. My, my backup receivers, Isaiah Ford for Miami. He's a total flyer, hasn't done much. Artavis Scott, you know, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. I was excited about him with... Uh, with the Chargers, but it looks like they kind of cut bait on him. Chester Rogers for Indy. He's getting some play with T.Y. Hilton out. Got John Ross, who I made a trade for. I was, he was showing some things. He's been out for multiple, multiple weeks with another injury, so disappointed there. Little Jordan Humphrey basically put him on my team because he's got a crazy cool name. Little Jordan. I mean, how can you not have him on your team? But uh, he hadn't done anything all year. I think he's on the practice squad for uh, the Saints. I don't know if I'll ever see anything from him. Uh, my backup tight end, Drew Sample. This is a guy they took a, another flyer on for Cincy. They took him in the second round for a reason, I hope. So I'm hoping he can pay dividends later. I've got um, Isaac Nada sitting there on the Lions practice squad. Again, this is a deep league, crazy deep on tight ends. You're just looking for anything. So I got Nada, and I'm even hanging on to Michael Roberts, seeing if he ever bounces back. Cause there ain't, there ain't another, there's no better options. Let's put it that way, if I could talk. Um Backup linebackers, Vince Beagle of Miami, Jalen Ferguson, who I took in our rookie draft, kind of in the middle rounds, I think in the third round, and I was excited to get him. Oh, it's probably third or fourth. It might have been the fourth. Whatever it was, um, I thought he'd be better. He just recently started getting some PT, but he hadn't done much here in his rookie year. I got Okoronkwo for L.A. He started to play a little bit, but nothing big. Perry Nickerson has been on a million teams. Big disappointment. PFF loved him and just hasn't come through for me. David Long for L.A. Corner out of Michigan. He hadn't done anything. Julian Love, not very good for uh, the Giants. Corner safety. A.O. Oh, baby. Um, has not done anything for our Detroit Lions. Another big disappointment. Jamal Agnew, he didn't barely ever see my lineup unless I'm really scraping. I got Miles Killebrew. I got Tavon Wilson. I got Tracy Walker, who I had to sit down, which is a bummer because he's been playing great and been a real force in this league. Derek Rivers, just waiting on this guy for years and years now to play well in, in New England. I, I haven't seen him. He was hurt. He's on IR. I don't see him coming back. He's probably a lost cause at this point. Tank Carradine, he's out of the league. I'm just hanging on to him at DE for some reason. Anthony Zettel at DE, there's nothing better available. He just recently got on board with Cincy. Nathan Shepard, Nathan Shepard's a guy who I uh, had high hopes for as well. He got suspended and not sure if he'll ever do much in the league. 
Dontarius Russell with the Jags, a guy, again, decent in the draft process. I think he came out of Auburn, but he hadn't done anything for me. Just sort of sitting there as DE depth on a decent squad like the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then I got Kevin Strong there for the Lions. He's actually been in the lineup a little bit. Sometimes he's a spot start for me, but can't say too much. I had to put uh, Quincy Inunua on IR. He got hurt early in the year. This guy I really like, but, man, he's got all these neck issues and just has not been good. Reese Fountain's a receiver I put on IR early. Got hurt again really bad with the Indianapolis Colts. He had some he had some upside, but, again, probably another washout of the league. And, yeah, that's my squad. So, <clears throat> like I say, as you can see, this is no messing around. This is serious fantasy football right here when you're digging that deep, have that deeper rosters. But, like I said, basically you had everybody in this league has their team. So, like, if you go to the Atlanta Falcons team, I mean, it's basically the Falcons team with any adjustments that that GM has made. So, any trades, any acquisitions in the last year or so. So it's kind of fun that way. You know, you kind of know the core of everybody's teams. We do it where, like, you go head up. So, like, this week I played the Raiders. The Raiders on this league have made some trades and whatnot. So even though the Lions lost in real life, I was able to get a dub in this league with my team. So kind of fun. You know, just a, another crazy idea we had and threw it together, and it's been kind of unique. So if you're, any of you are crazy, crazy about fantasy football and think this sounds fun and you want to take over the Denver Broncos or the Miami Dolphins or somebody, you know, we may have a team or two come free, but we have a pretty good set of owners in this league. You know, a lot of people that are having fun with it, trying it out, and uh, love kind of finally getting as close as they can to being the GM of their favorite team or of a real NFL team when it comes to this league. So just want to give you guys another recap. I know I did a whole show on it. I hadn't talked about it. And uh, my record right now is 4-3-1, and one, unfortunately, sort of like our Lions, so who are 3-4-1. and one. Um, Those injuries to carry on and the bad play by Odell, as well as some of the other defensive players not playing that great. For my team, and uh, kind of like the NFC North, it's a tough division in this league. I mean, the top team are the Packers, who are 8-0. You know, I got the um, the Vikings, I think, are 7-1 and in my division. So, looks like I'm going to be picking about middle of the draft, probably in that 15 to 18-ish range, and uh, trying to build my team for another year. Kind of like probably Bob Quinn is sort of thinking is another year or two away from being where he wants to be. I might be the same, but... Uh, when I'm healthy and I've got Ross and Odell and Carrion and Mixon and Stafford and Galladay and and Waller, you know that's that's pretty hard to compete with in this league from an offensive perspective. And I, I don't mind my defense either. So we'll see how it shakes out long term. But uh, everybody, I gave you a lot today. I didn't just give you, hey, here's the stats. Here's who uh, did okay in week nine and week ten. If you want to check that out, you can uh, check out my fantasy football weekly article which comes out on USA Today Lions Wire every Thursday morning. I give you a roundabout about what happened in week nine. I get you ready for week 10 with waiver wire, stardom, sit-ums, injuries, um, top three projected at each position, all types of things like that, and try to have a little fun with that article. So check me out. Thank you so much for listening to this fantasy football show, the fantasy football flavor right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast platform. I'm going to get out of here and go grill up some burgers and watch this Monday night football game and hope that Saquon gets me a W against Zeke Elliott. I need it bad. Check you guys later. I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.